March 19, 1848, perhaps one of the most recognized faces of the American West is born. Wyatt Barry Stapp Earp. I'm Wyatt Roos, and this is History's Icons. The show will begin. Earp was a renaissance man. He was a professional gambler, teamster, buffalo hunter, owned several saloons, maintained a brothel, mined for silver and gold, and even refereed for boxing. He might have even had some of his own matches. But the thing he is remembered for most is his career as a lawman. His early life was spent in Iowa. In 1870, he married Eurilla Sutherland, who later became ill from typhoid fever and died during childbirth. The next two years would be a downward spiral for Earp, drinking, fighting, and even going to jail for stealing a horse. Escaped from jail, sued twice, arrested and fined three times in 1872 for being a frequent shopper at a house of ill repute. His third arrest came from just being a vagrant. In 1875, he moves to Wichita, Kansas, where he's finally able to get out of the hole of a life that he had dug for himself. He is appointed to the police force. He starts making a solid reputation for himself, but then gets fired for getting into a fistfight with a potential opponent of his boss. In 1877, by the mayor's request, Earp joins the Dodge City Police Department. October of that year, outlaw Dave Rudabaugh, robs a nearby Santa Fe Railroad construction camp, then heads south to Texas. Rudabaugh is said to have been the one to teach Doc Holliday how to use a pistol. In return, Holliday would teach Rudabaugh how to play cards. Earp tracked Rudabaugh 400 miles into Texas. Earp goes into the Beehive Saloon, which is owned by a friend of his, and starts asking about Dave Rudabaugh. The bartender tells Earp to go ask the man in back. Says he goes by the name Doc. While questioning Holiday, Earp finds out that Rudabaugh was heading back to Kansas. Earp quickly sends a telegram back to Kansas and Rudabaugh is arrested. Holiday and Earp became friends and in May of 1878, Holiday and his common-law wife, a known prostitute by the name of Big Nose Kate, join Earp in Dodge City. Holiday had been playing cards in a saloon when a group of drunk cowboys started shooting and vandalizing the saloon. Earp rushed into the saloon only to find himself outnumbered. When Holliday saw the situation his new friend Earp was in, he jumped up and put a pistol to the back of the head of the main cowboy. This helped Earp to force them to disarm. Earp was later quoted saying he believes Doc Holliday saved his life that day. Also, while living in Dodge City, Earp becomes friends with another lawman, who would soon make a name for himself as well, Bat Masterson, and his brother James, along with gunfighter Luke Short. Earp would also meet his common-law wife, Maddie Blaylock. Earp resigned from the Dodge City Police Department in September of 1879, moving with some of his family to meet with his older brother Virgil, who was by then in 1880 appointed marshal of the town of Tombstone in the Arizona Territory. Later that year, some more of Wyatt's brothers would arrive in Tombstone, younger brothers Morgan and Warren. 
Also, Doc Holliday, who shows up from nearby Prescott with around $40,000 in gambling money. In today's terms, he had $1,059,724. July of 1880, a U.S. Army captain asked Virgil to help him track down six stolen Army mules. They were believed to have been taken by some well-known wrestlers in the area. Virgil enlists the help of Wyatt and Morgan to help track down the mules, where they track them down to a local ranch, the McClary Ranch, a name that at some point would be as well known as the Earp name. More about that later. The Earps found a branding iron that changed the markings on the mules from U.S. to D-8. The Cowboys, after finding out what charges could be brought against them, quickly made a deal with the U.S. Army captain, and the charges were dropped. McLarry later told Virgil, If you ever follow us as close as you did, then you will have to fight. A few months later, Virgil ran into Frank and Tom McLarry. The brothers told Earp, quote, If you follow us as you did before, we will kill you. That was the first meeting of the Earps and the Cowboys. Side note, so remember how I said to remember the name McLarry? Well, add to that Frank and Tom. Their names are about to be hurled into the pages of history, along with the Clanton family, Ike and Billy Clanton. Okay, back to it. The tensions between the Earps and the Cowboys reached a boiling point. October 26, 1881, the most iconic moment of the American West, the gunfight at the OK Corral which has its own episode here on the show, link in the description below. In around 30 seconds, 30 or more shots had been fired. When the smoke had cleared, there were three dead cowboys, two wounded Earps, and a wounded Holiday. The only man who didn't get shot was Wyatt Earp, even though his duster was full of bullet holes. The Earps were charged with murder, which ruled in the Earps' favor as self-defense. This downright pissed the cowboys off beyond belief. The Cowboys began to plot their revenge. A few months later, December 28, 1881, Virgil was ambushed as he was walking down Allen Street, hit in the left arm with a blast from a shotgun by an unknown assailant. But the shot did not knock down Virgil, and the assailant got scared and ran away. I mean, who wouldn't fall down after being blasted by a freaking shotgun? That's knucking futz. Wyatt's little brother Morgan was murdered on March 18, 1882, at the age of 31. Morgan was playing billiards when shots came out of a dark alley into the building, hitting Morgan in the right side. The bullet shattered his spine, passing through the left side of his body and lodging into the leg of George Berry, a friend who was nearby. Forty minutes later, Morgan Earp was dead. Wyatt felt he could not trust the legal system and seeked revenge. He formed a posse the day after Morgan's murder. The posse was made up of Doc Holliday, brothers Warren and James Earp, along with five other men, all being paid $5 per day. The Earps heard that the cowboys were waiting for them at the train station in Tucson, where Virgil was taking the body of Morgan home to the family to be buried in Southern California. They had heard that Frank Stilwell and a few others were going to ambush Virgil and finish the job. The next day, Frank Stilwell's body was found alongside the railroad tracks. A round of buckshot in the leg, one round of buckshot in the chest, along with powder burns and four other bullet wounds. Stillwell never fired a shot. From that day on, Wyatt Earp was on what is known today as the Vendetta Ride. When the posse returned to Tombstone, Sheriff John Bean tried to arrest the men, but they pushed him aside. Warren and James Earp decided to stay in Tombstone. While the posse went out to look for Pete Spence, they found Pete Spence's camp, but Pete was not there. His friend Indian Charlie Cruz was there, but unfortunately for Indian Charlie Cruz, 
Indian Charlie Cruz was killed. Two days later, the posse stumbled upon a camp of another cowboy, Curly Bill Brocious. Earp and Brocious instantly started firing at each other. The posse ran for cover, leaving Wyatt and Jack Vermillion out in the open. Jack's horse had been killed. Holiday helped Jack get to cover as Wyatt kept firing. Curly Bill and Wyatt got to the point of being 50 feet away from each other. Curly Bill fired both barrels of his shotgun, missing Wyatt both times. Really? 50 feet away, you have a shotgun. You don't even have to aim a shotgun. How do you miss? <laughs> Earp fired back with a load of buckshot from his 10-gauge shotgun, hitting Curly Bill in the midsection, practically cutting him in half. Earp pulls his pistol and continues to fire at the others, killing Johnny Barnes and wounding Milt Hicks in the arm. Earp's duster is filled with bullet holes. Earp didn't have a scratch on him. Wyatt was the last living Earp brother, dying at the age of 80, January 13, 1929, in a rented bungalow in Los Angeles, California. His last words were, Suppose. Suppose. In all the gunfights he was ever in, he was never hit by a bullet. Which is insane when you think of all the things that he went through in the Wild West. He was one of the few who tamed the West. And then he dies of old age in 1929 in Los Angeles. All of those reasons is why Wyatt Earp is one of history's icons. If you like what you saw here, please like, share, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you don't miss any further episodes of History's Icons. And comment down below who or what you'd like to learn more about in an upcoming episode. And please support us on Patreon. It really helps keep this project going. I'm Wyatt Roos. Thank you all for watching, and I'll see you all next week.